0: Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one, absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's a podcast as part of the FDA's weekly requirements and recommendations for a gigach dosage. It's Guys of a Certain Age, Robbie Koblenz in studio. Alongside, hold on, I got to give you the cue. Alongside Jay Reed. Yeah, and we're still without Art this week. So the he, top of the geek pyramid. Yeah, there you go. Do you, do you think Art is like, you know, applying for other podcasts? you think he's off doing something else? Glenn he's got Best his time? own studio there, just. W- steps from his office you know we need to look for art shirley podcast out in the wild he may have a podcast with like you know eighty thousand followers or something yeah, like or one with his son who would do that i mean i mean who would do that who would branch out and do one with their son how is your uh how is your little side podcast coming Shouldn't well say it, little, we've been
1: little. off off for a little while but we're uh we're preparing new episodes
0: for a batch recording and, and re Hey, J, J, you've been off for a long time. Oh, you're talking about the podcast has been off. Correct. I, I All understand. of the above is true. There you go. There you go. Cool. All right, Art. We're going to try to do one more without you. We'll see what happens. Let's talk Geek of the Weeks. What you got, Mr. E? I have a very interesting, unfortunately
1: has a sad note to it, but first I want to ask you a question. Uh-oh. How do you pronounce these three letters?
0: That's GIF. That's GIF. Okay. GIF. Now, how... how how loyal are you to that pronunciation? You know, the guy who started, I think pronounces it JIF. That's right. Don't might, get ahead of me. I'm not gonna get ahead of you, but uh yeah, go ahead. I know where right. you're heading. So last
1: month the um, Jeff sorry, Steve. You got me say GIF, Jeff, GIF.
0: Yeah, GIF, Jeff, Jeff, GIF, JIF, 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 Jif Job.
1: Steve Wilhite, who is generally known as the creator of the JIF yes. or GIF, uh, passed away. Yes, he uh, did. I think it was COVID, but uh, Anyway, seventy-four years old, and I think when I looked into his history, he'd had a stroke at some point, so obviously wasn't in the in the greatest of health. But in any case, he passed away last month, and so there was a lot of chatter about that. And I looked a little, dug into it a little bit. It is kind of fascinating Mm -hmm. how and when it was developed because he was working with CompuServe in the eighties. Yes, is when he developed it, and of course, there's it was part of a team. But I read an article where his wife was quoted. He basically said that he created this. More or less at home, and then took it to work. And then I guess they tweaked it up there and perfected it. But this is like 87, like late 80s when this started. I don't think I used one until probably mid 2000s. I mean, I'd seen them, but to actually have the the technical knowledge, which I realize doesn't say much for me, but to actually go out and get one and use it,
0: you know, I use them in text all the time now. But you use an animated GIF in text. Usually, yeah. Yes. So when he developed it for CompuServe back in the late 80s, early 90s, it was used as a still image compression uh, algorithm. Which is apparently... A lot like JPEG. Right. But something about
1: how, you know, with the slow speeds of those days... That's right. It was incredibly important to be able to to transfer uh, image files in a way that didn't, you know, crawl.
0: That's right. Because you could also, because I used to do... GIFs, GIFs, uh-huh. where you want to do them, how you want to say them. You could define a certain palette of colors. So instead of having a wide 16-bit palette of colors, if, let's say, your picture was just a bunch of shades of orange, then you could have 256 colors of orange or red or define 256 colors that made up the image. Hmm. So you made it even smaller. Okay, And so so GIFs, GIFs, BIFs, whatever. Well, no that was another of- thing that I looked up. How do
1: you say it? And there's a lot of argument for you know, saying it with a hard G, GIF, yeah. but apparently the inventor, Mr. Wilhite, he was very firm that it was GIF. GIF. Uh, choosy developers choose GIF. GIF. There you so go. that was kind of his tagline. But I, I have some personal experience with the whole uh, hard G, you know, soft G or J sound. When I lived in the Middle East, you know, we spoke Arabic and, well, my wife spoke Arabic. I, I stumbled through Arabic. But there's a lot of dialects of Arabic. Sure. And even though the alphabet is the same a lot of the letters or some of the letters are pronounced differently so in the northern part of the country where we lived the it's called a gym so my my name would have been jim alifia which is j wow with with a with a soft gym or j but when we moved to the south part of the country later it was a hard g so i went from j to gay (laughs) and you know without saying anything else. Obviously, there are some nuances in meaning. Sure, with absolutely. that. So, in because I was a pharmacist, you know, it was funny because they say Doctor J, Doctor J, uh, and then I got down there and it was all of a sudden Doctor Gay, Doctor Gay. That's and funny. uh And some people understood the nuances if they had enough English training. Some didn't. But anyway, just a little personal story on the on the
0: the difference between gut and juh. That's funny. That's funny. I saw that he passed away last month, and uh, you know that was uh, you know a a gif mm-hmm. GIF, what are we going to say GIF? i'm going to say GIF. you're going to say jif because choose the developers choose jif um the you know jpeg and GIF compression algorithms were very very important in the land of dial-up modems mm. when you were at 14.4 <laughs> kilobytes per whatever and then you went to 28.8 then you had a v90 rated modem and you thought you were uh, you were just hot snot
1: well in that same country we had extremely slow dial-up uh, service when we first got there and you know I would just I would dread it whenever someone tried to send me a picture because it would just take hours to download
0: and and, and then when you had multiple live phones in the house and somebody picked up the other extension and, and knocked you off oh man I remember trying to download software one time oh it was horrible absolutely horrible yeah but you know the the thing is I didn't realize
1: it had been around so long but to be the creator of something that is so embedded, at least in social media, pop culture. Sure. I
0: mean, I use them all the time now. Well, and then the, the ability to animate it and to compress it into a small file has, in, in, in text messages and what mm-hmm. have you, like you're talking about, is it, really pulled the longevity of it because there's a lot more robust compression algorithms now mm-hmm. and uh, but it's the the lowest common denominator of an animated gif mm-hmm. uh, that makes it really easy to share and there's such a huge library of animated gifs now oh gosh you know it's ridiculous th- yeah you can find it for for anything
1: and, and you believe your son is a, is a pretty pretty widely used uh, one uh,
0: he, 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 he you know there was one of the big uh, international soccer accounts that uh, there's a there's a gif of Mark saying I've got it in the bag or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.
1: I've seen it several yeah, times. Yeah,
0: and uh, he he pops up from time to time. It's really kind of hilarious. It is that Mark is a gif. So yeah. So I, there was
1: another aspect of it. Apparently Netscape uh, uh, used it. That's um, right. In part of there. And so this article I read said if Netscape had not used it in whatever, it, whatever capacity they did, it might have kind of fizzled out. Yeah, but that brought it, I guess, to a wider.
0: Yeah, because that was the uh, that was the the first real browser. The I mean, there were other browsers that happened, but Netscape, uh, which came out of uh, the hyper the supercomputing center at Champaign Urbana, the University of Illinois, they uh, there was a startup group that Mark Andreessen and a few other guys were involved in that said, "Hey, we're going to take some of the academic research to do." To make a web browser, and Netscape was the first browser, and of course, oh, Netscape Mississippi connects to
1: Netscape too. Uh,
0: was Jim Barksdale so, involved in uh, Netscape? Somebody from Ole Miss, I know, was
1: involved in it, but uh, I think still, I yeah. can't remember the name. But. but the
0: first website was hosted at Miss. The first website in the state of Mississippi was hosted at Mississippi State. Really, and that's cool. right. Yeah, right. that's right. There you go. So you take your little money man and go. But I mean, but Netscape did. I mean, they. They they set the standard for everybody, and then Netscape. Um, you know the 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 successor to Netscape is Mozilla. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I used that for a while. Yeah, which is a I mean, so hold on, let's see if I got it right. So Netscape, or or was it Mozilla? How did it go, man? I have to go back and look at it. Yeah, and then I mean Mozilla's new Mozilla has the Mozilla dot org has Firefox. Which is the okay?
1: That's what I use. The yeah, Firefox. Yeah.
0: So, the Mozilla. came out of the Netscape group, if I remember correctly, and then Firefox is the browser from from Mozilla. So there's no longer a, a standalone Netscape. It doesn't matter. Those guys yeah, made yeah, lots that's of way money. out of my league already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Netscape was the de facto standard, and they use. The GIFs because choosy developers choose Jeff. Right. And uh,
1: I Barksdale was the CEO of so this case. That's right. What I was thinking.
0: Yeah. andreessen and Mark Andreessen was yeah. the uh was the kind of the brainchild and they brought in parksdale to be the adult in charge not unlike what steve jobs did with john scully when when jobs was at apple and started up apple when he and waz well waz was out of it by that point they went they were looking for an adult ceo to lead them someone who had business experience Mm -hmm. and jobs goes to uh john scully who at that point was the uh ceo of of pepsi and you know pitched on him you pitched him to come lead apple and you know the famous speech is Jobs turns to to John Scully says, "Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life, or you want to help me change the world?" You wow! Know? Yeah, and so prophetic a little. And then, then Scully comes in and ends up firing Steve Jobs off the board. You know, so it yeah. Anyway, fascinating story. But what about you? Oh, I've got a couple of geeks. One that would be great for art if he was here. So uh, the trailer for Star Trek's. New strange new world series, which is going to be on Paramount Plus, has dropped. And that is a uh, that that that's probably the series that interests me the most in the new Trek stuff that's popped out because it's uh, Christopher Pike, uh, Anson Mount, Anson Mount plays Christopher Pike, um, who was captain of the Enterprise before. Wait, plays Christopher Pike? Yeah. Because Christopher Pike is the actor's name. Am I right? No, Christopher Pine is the actor's name. Chris Pike. Was Ooh, the captain? Don't try to confuse me with the facts. Oh come on! You got me. Where are you, Art? So yeah, it's uh, it's Christopher Pike. Vamp so person. Pike is the uh, character yeah. name. Yeah, Pike is the character name. Okay, he was the captain of the Star Trek of, of the Star Trek of the Enterprise. You got me all flustered. Well, I, I, well, after my Marvel DC flub, I'm I'm not claiming yeah. any uh, yeah knowledge of anything. Probably not. So yeah, Chris Pike was the captain of the Enterprise before. James T. Oh, Kirk. Okay. All right. And so um, you see James, you see, if you remember your Star Trek history, they shot a pilot of Star Trek with Pike as the captain. Um, Spock as the first, as the science officer. I think it was first officer as well. They scrapped that pilot because they didn't like it they revamped the script reshot it and brought in Shatner as James T Kirk okay. so they took parts of the unaired pilot to make the episode menagerie later in the run of Star Trek the original series and you see something that happened to Christopher Pike so strange new worlds takes place between uh, before Star Trek the original series and and is the adventures of the Starship Enterprise with Pike as captain because huh. he had to run as captain before Kirk. And so you've got Spock as as, as science officer. Okay. You've got uh, the, the first officer is only referred to as number one. That was Majel Barrett. Majel Barrett, who is Rod, uh, who developed Star Trek. Rod. What's his name? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh come on. Where are you? Art when we need you. Uh so uh the 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 creator of Star Trek is hold on. I'm having problems today. It's been one of those days. Gene Roddenberry was the creator oh. of Star Trek. <laughs> I was Barrett, somebody. Yeah, no, Rod Sterling for Twilight's yeah, Gene, Gene Roddenberry uh and Major Barrett were married. Major Barrett And when the original episode, the original pilot of the original series was shot, she was the first officer. So she was one of the first female strong characters Mm. who was the first officer. So Rebecca Roman Roman, yeah, uh, yeah. so she plays, number one, the first officer in Strange New Worlds. So you've got a, you know, somebody playing Spock, somebody playing the first officer um, anyway, it looks really, really fascinating. So that trailer dropped last week. And that's airing. Is that on Paramount? That's on Paramount Plus. So you're gonna have to pick up it's one of the
1: few I don't have. Well, I'm probably bit. gonna
0: pick up Paramount Plus when uh, the run of, of, of Picard season two is over with, and go back and watch uh, Star Trek Discovery and um, Picard season two, which looks pretty fascinating. And then I'll pick up For Strange New Worlds. But all that leading to the fact that the cool boots that you see in the Strange New Worlds trailer are available for sale. Wow. So they're going on sale actually tomorrow as we're recording this, pre-sale April uh, 8th, 9th, 10th, I believe. Yeah, because today's the 7th. And uh, they look really, really cool. They're designed by John Fluvoig f-l-u-e-v-o-g Fluvog.
1: Again, we need art for yeah we need art for that pronunciations.
0: uh so he is a designer you can go to fluvog fluvoig fluvog f-l-u-e-v-o-g dot mm-hmm. com and pre-order your star trek boots what's that going to set you back pre-order those boots you know i the pre-orders have not opened as we are sitting here recording this but uh I'm gonna imagine that that's gonna be a couple of hundred of Starfleet dollars. <laughs> okay. I guess that would be credit. Like that shirt you just flashed on, see? That's what I really want. Is that what you want? That's ca- that's, that's what a- I really really want. That's Christopher Pike's command shirt. That's is the gold <laughs> command. Yeah. So it looks really cool because the 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 issue with with Strange mm-hmm. New Worlds is the fact that you have the retro uniforms from the original mm-hmm. series, which were kind of done on a budget, and you know what what this what does 200 years in the future look like as you're imagining in the late sixties. So they've got to update them. And I think they've done a great job, you know, and they're, they're still, you know, homage to the original. So, all right. Strange new worlds and gifts and gifs and all that. And we got through it without art. We miss you art. We're going to come back and talk food and it's grilling weather. Jay's going to tell me everything he's going to cook in the months of May, June, and July up next. The pollen's in the air, temperatures are warming up and it's time to get the grill out. Jay, that's one of your favorite times of the year is grilling outside, right? It is. So, so we're going to talk a little bit about grilling, what we're looking forward to, maybe some things that we've added to the repertoire since we last talked outdoor cooking. Uh, what uh what, walk me through what you've got in your outdoor grilling kitchen kitchen cooking set you've got a you've got a big green egg got a big green egg and i have
1: a uh, i believe a weber genesis gas grill which un- doesn't get as much use as it used to since i got the egg but i do fire it up from time to time after i clean out the wash the dirt dauber nest and whatever has has landed in there um i have well i have a little like fire pit i don't usually I do roasted marshmallows and such as that on that, but... That doesn't count. Probably not. But I did add, I haven't used it yet, but I had a Cabela's gift card from my sister-in-law and brother-in-law that I finally used on a uh, gas fryer. So like a fish fryer. So just, it's a little small one. I have an indoor fryer that um, I love to use, but my wife does not like the uh, aroma of oil all through the house. So I'm hoping I'll be able to... Get this one up and going and, you know, do some little mini mini fish fries and things like that over the summer, you know, so it won't be so hot inside and et cetera, et cetera. So, that's my new thing is my fryer. So,
0: is... How how big is that fryer?
1: Oh, it's not big at all. It's it's um, I mean the box it came in is probably a foot square.
0: Yeah,
1: um, maybe not even that tall. So, so it was the bottom of the. It had good stars, you know, good reviews and stuff, but yeah. it wasn't a. I'm not going to be having any big parties. So using that
0: one, it's like a fry baby, fry daddy type of thing. Well,
1: it's, you know, it hooks up
0: to the to the gas, so directly to gas. Yeah, it hooks okay. directly maybe to I gas, just and it's got that.
1: you know the stand and the basket and all that Excellent. stuff. So it's it's just a smaller version of what you might see at a. At a big fish fry.
0: Excellent, excellent. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun. And you get, I mean, so I've got a big green egg as well. I've got a, actually, I've got a um, a Weber Genesis gas grill. Mm-hmm. Um, to you me, got something else too. I, I do. I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a second. I love the big green egg, but just the prep on the big green egg just takes forever. So that has become, if we're going to smoke a lot of meat, if we're going to do pork loin, if we're going to do... Um, if we're going to do a brisket, a Boston butt, that's what we load up. So, I mean, how are you – I mean, what about prep on the Big Green Grill? Well,
1: I, I don't – again, i probably said this before and we'll repeat it again. I I, I don't use it as much as I should. So, I'm hoping that will be one thing this summer that I'll get out and just learn some more about how to use it and use it more. I do try to do more than one thing when I have it heated Absolutely. up if possible. Um, probably, honestly, what I use it the most for is, is wings. And I, I don't want to um, – belabor this, because I think we've talked about it before, but when I bought the egg, I also got a, or actually before, got a, a wing rack, which is a drumstick rack, actually, but the wings fit on it perfectly, and I'll put those on, even you know even if I'm not doing anything else. We'll do some wings. I have two racks now, and um, so you can do you know, about two dozen wings on that, and they come out crispy without the frying. Sure. And put, of course, all the sauces, all the rubs. I usually put two or three different things on them just for
0: fun to to play with it. Now, how long are you uh, smoking those wings and at what temperature? I uh, should have looked at it. It's about 400, maybe Sometimes. a little bit less,
1: uh, 375 to 400 for, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe 20, 25 minutes at the That's most. Yeah, it. Wow. Yeah, it's not long at all. Excellent. And you're talking about the prep. Uh, I had that same idea. And it does take a little longer than just turning on the gas, granted. But I did a, an event with Wes Shelton, um, who is basically, you know, my grill guru. Yeah. And, um, hope he, he, we did this demo and he had, you know, we were there for 30 minutes and he got the grill going from cold, did a grill shrimp salad, grilled his lettuce. I mean, all this stuff in, in really very, very quickly. So I'm not as afraid of the time anymore as I used to be, but you know, it does. And plus the colds, once you finish, you shut it down and yeah. you know, the colds last. So it's not like you're losing all that. Um, but I've got to. I've got to clean mine out. I've got to open it up, get all the ash out, and whatnot. I would probably do that too. I've done that a few times, but yeah. I. But I do prefer that. I mean, I, I'm still fooling around with the temperature and trying to get it steady so that I can actually walk away, without, um, you know, it going too high or too low.
0: Have you thought about getting one of the automated uh, fan temperature systems? I've thought about it. I haven't done it, but um, yeah, that's a, not a not a bad thing. But I did the other new thing
1: I got that's something that you recommended. I haven't even tried it yet because I haven't used my egg, but I got that
0: meter thermometer. I I was going to mention the meter as well. I got it for Christmas. And so uh, it's M-E-A-T-R, I believe, right? It may be T-E-R, but either way, it's it's M-E-A-T for sure. Yeah, you can find it there. And so it's a. uh, there's any number of blue tube temperature probes out there, but the meter is a little bit different in and of it, it, it. It's self-contained. It comes in this neat little case that it's its charger, but it um, it looks like almost a ballpoint pen. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like a probe. You put it in, and it it Bluetooth to the um, to the. To the case and then the case has a much wider, longer range if you go with the oh I didn't realize it was that link I thought yeah. it was just straight through the- well I think the meter too it has a kind of a repeater in the case if I remember correctly it could be telling it could be just lying to you again I don't well, have in all-
1: any case it communicates with your phone with the app That's right. or
0: whatever and- but one of the things that makes this different is you've got the temperature probe on the inside but you've got the temperature You at the outside that sticks out also has a temperature sensor as well so you're getting that ambient temperature so, so it's getting ambient temperature it's getting you the the internal internal meat temperature you can set it at a target with the app and it's going to calculate roughly how long it was going to take you for the meat to get to that oh temp. wow so it's Crazy. kind of yeah it's kind of fascinating and it's easy it cleans up you've got batteries in the case the case charges the probe so i really really enjoy the meter have you used it i have I okay have. and it's great on the big green egg um because we're going to put it into a brisket or a boston butt or something to be able to to get your temperature it's great so i really enjoyed it and we've done a variety of other temperature probes that have worked okay but this is elegant it's wireless i love the ambient temperature outside of the meat because that's why
1: i got it because i don't don't i need to make sure well that's true i wouldn't have never heard of it if you hadn't mentioned it but I don't know that I trust my temperature gates on the egg. I, I don't trust so ours at all. I'm looking forward to testing that. Yeah.
0: Well, when you alluded to a minute ago, one of the things we got over Christmas, we got a blackstone flat top griddle and, uh, which at the end of the day is a big piece of, of iron mm. with five burners underneath. And you're thinking, okay, that's pretty simple. It's unbelievable. So it's it's uh, 36 inches long, I believe, if I remember correctly, about a foot and a half deep. Um, and it's got five burners, five, five areas of heat. Um, it's got a two-inch wall around in order to keep the food on. But it is like an old-fashioned riddle flat top mm-hmm. and what you can do on that thing outside because it's important as we talked to as you talked about with the fish you keep the odors outside as much as much as possible right. to be able to take that flat top and do anything on it is unbelievable um, some of the things we like to do on it is fajitas yeah. because you can you can do your 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 veggies in different areas then combine it all in um and you could have a clean side off to the right to to take your tortillas and get them nice okay, and warm yeah. and crispy and i mean it's a one surface meal um breakfast is great on the blacktop
1: same reason i guess you can do bacon on one spot eggs on another spot you could pancakes probably, yeah, oh yeah, gosh, yeah
0: yeah pancakes and french toast
1: are you able to change the temp in yes, different zones? You are.
0: You have okay. five burners, five controls. Okay. And so, I mean, you know, you're you're adjusting the cleanup's easy. You just scrape it down, and you've got a drip pan in the back. So, um, it was nice. three hundred bucks on sale. Uh, we use that more than we do the grill, hmm. and um, we've got to get some sort of cover. We want to put like an outdoor kitchen gazebo type of thing out the back door, which would be great to keep it covered because we're actually rolling it in and out yeah. uh, to protect it. Um, but I mean, that is, has got to have been the most useful device. Um, I think Bonnie's going to do salmon later today on it. Have you done steaks on it? Oh yeah. Steaks are great on it. Um, and I love a great grilled steak, but you can actually, you know, you salt and pepper your steak, get a really nice crust. It does incredibly well. Fajitas, like I said, both mm-hmm. steak and chicken are great. So the, the if, if you're looking for something to augment what you're doing outside and you've got some space, it's a larger piece. Uh, it's not big green egg huge you know it's got well, it's a, probably as wide with us
1: like my my egg is on a stand cart so i've got shelves on either side it's
0: comparable so yeah. it'd be
1: comparable to that yeah. the girth though is still
0: yeah but it's it's uh you know it's a natural gas or propane hookup you can convert it to natural gas we've got a propane tank on it but i'm going to tell you jay the, the the versatility it gets hot quick and to be able to do things on one surface, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, it's its really kind of changed the way I've looked at, at using an outdoor cooking appliance. And Father's
1: Day is coming. So, if any of my family is listening to this, I will make room on my porch somehow. Yeah, you could get a
0: 28-inch <laughs> version. It's only got three zones, I think. But, you know, Bonnie was advocating for it. Mark and I are like, no,
1: bigger is better. Well, if you get that's kind of why I got the big. The big like the XL green egg, yeah. The big big green egg. Rather green. have it than have it not need it than need it not have it. Yeah.
0: So, but the the flat top. Mark has done some really nice stuff on the flat top, and uh, I'll find myself doing lunch out on it real quick. If I'm doing if I'm going to grill some chicken, mm-hmm. make some you know quick chicken tacos or something like that. Um, I'll get a chicken breast, cut it up out there. Uh, season it, um, have it frying. I'll have some, some green peppers, almost like a chicken fajita. Mm-hmm. I'll have some green and red peppers off to the side, uh, sauteing, and then I'll have my, my taco shells on the far right, and you can put it all together. You know, like And that. I like, I've, I don't know if you've got these, but they have some tortillas around
1: that are already made but need a little cooking. Like, oh, no, not, I haven't seen those. Yeah, you can get them at the major grocery stores. in um, that's what i prefer to use cuz they they just have that flake and the bubble yeah. uh, everything i mean a regular tortilla whatever works i love tortillas period Yeah. but these just taste a little fresher i guess cuz they are so they're par baked essentially basically yeah. yeah so they're already you know perfectly round and ready to go you just peel them off and throw them on you know for you know maybe 15 20 seconds on each side and it's it's just so much better yeah have you ever made tortillas i have not successfully yeah. I, i've got a tortilla press yeah, uh, I've actually got one. I got as an antique uh, in an antique shop. That's cast iron. It's from Mexico. Yeah, but it's a little rusty. But yeah. I, I have another one that I found that I'm. That's another, that's one of the things I want to master. Uh, I need to work on biscuits. I need to work on tortillas. That
0: do that you have a? Thing. Have you not mastered biscuits yet? I've not mastered them. No. Now, Bonnie makes a really good biscuit. I've made them, but
1: I you know I took a, even a class when the biscuit shop was here in town. Took a class,
0: but and, you know her biscuits were more. They weren't quite biscuits. I mean, well, they were. They were, but uh,
1: anyway. Well, yeah. if I, it, Biscuits are like a lot of things. You you, you like what you like.
0: But. Well, we were uh, we were on a shoot this week, and we stopped at the uh, Mennonite Bakery in Brooksville, and one of my crew got a cinnamon roll, and she was a little disappointed in it. And, you know, one of my theories about cinnamon rolls is a lot like homemade spaghetti. You want it the way your mom made it. And, that's an
1: excellent point.
0: Yeah, so biscuits, cinnamon rolls, and homemade spaghetti are all kind of fit in that, and that you 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 crave what you're used to and what you grew up with, right. and um, you know biscuits definitely fall in that 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 category. So, yeah. so but, that's
1: that's one of the things I I want to master. That well, that's a whole nother episode of what yeah. I would like so, to do that I can't.
0: So, what are you uh, you got anything coming up? I mean, we're I mean, spring has sprung, things are warmer. What's a typical uh, What's a typical grill meal for you guys look like?
1: Well, if we do, if we do the wings, then it's just kind of whatever. Um, usually, that's sort of a, almost a prelude to whatever's coming next, kind of like an appetizer, like an appetizer of yeah. sorts. I really, I've done brisket a few times. That's one of my favorite things to do on the grill. It just it takes so long it's and eight um, to 10 hour process at least. So I haven't done that. Plus I think brisket
0: prices kind of skyrocketed with everything else with but, everything else. Yeah. Um, plus our, uh, our, our local supply of cheaper briskets went out of business here, <laughs> you know, back in November. So, right. So I, I think what I'm going to try to do this summer, cause we have a lot of stuff going on.
1: We've got wedding in June. We're taking a cruise in July, which I would not be grilling there. I'll let somebody else grill for me, but, yeah. um, busy busy few months ahead but because of that because we're going to have people coming in sort of in the back of my head I'm thinking well I don't want to do it that weekend because it's too much but maybe if I could do some brisket and some some uh, balsam butts uh, prior to that and kind of have it freezer ready and you know able to just to warm up and, and have for people as they come in and out, I think that's what I would like to
0: do. In Boston, that's one of the easiest things on a big green egg, and I've probably done that more ones. than anything yeah. else. Because you
1: can uh, put on mine, you can put two or three on there, yeah. and you know you got meat for days.
0: Yeah, you like Boston Butts, and you cannot lie. <laughs> there you go. We uh, so we'll we'll grill corn in the husk a lot, and that's mm. a really easy, really quick way to to drop something on. We'll take uh, asparagus, put it in tin foil, make a pouch, put a little bit of butter and seasoning in it, and we'll grill that. And uh, that cooks about uh, about. You put that on first, then you get your steaks going. So those are really really easy mm-hmm. accompaniments to drop in. Um, but I, I just can't say enough about the about the Blackstone, especially for fajitas. You get a good skirt steak, and uh, you you get you some bell peppers, some red green bell peppers, uh, yellow for presentation, and throw some sweet Vidalia onions there you on. Up and uh, you caramelize it up, and, man, it's a a great product. It really is. Sure. Well, you mentioned corn. That's one
1: of the things I think lately I have done the most as far as sides. I did uh, make a smoked mac and cheese one time, like in a big Dutch oven. Uh, That was my son Jacob's request for his birthday or something like that. And so that worked out really well. Well, that's interesting. Um, And you pretty much make it and put it together, and then you're just doing the last touches and getting that smoke added to it. But what I do the most, because I love – Mexican corn or elote, um, street corn kind of stuff. Yeah. So I kind of do a deconstructed and I'll take a cast iron skillet and put frozen corn in it or, you know, whatever I've got, but usually I use frozen corn and I will put it, put the skillet either on the egg or on the grill and cook it till it kind of gets black spots on till it's good sure. and, and charred. Yeah. Um, and then I'll throw in, I'll have a mixture of mayo and sour cream, usually, uh, some Cotija cheese, crumbled and uh some some sort of i usually use tahini, the the chili lime seasoning because yeah. it's all there and together yeah uh put that on there and then um you know maybe squeeze some lime at, at the end but that makes a really nice side yeah without having to fool with all the corn husking and rolling it i mean i love it anyway yeah but it's a it's a simple way to make it um you can buy everything pretty much done all you do is make your sauce uh, you know, your cream kind of sauce to go with it. And I'll use the, uh, whatchamadil, the Cacique uh, uh, Mexican crema mm, a lot yeah. with that too. I love, I'll put that on a lot of things. We use crema in a lot of different <laughs> Again, another subject, yeah.
0: but but corn and mac and cheese, I probably do corn the most. So you need to learn how to make biscuits on your big green egg. Ooh. What do you That's think a, about that? That is a terrific idea. A smoked biscuit. Ooh. Ooh. See,
1: I'm thinking now, when I'm claiming can to do that, that next? <laughs> I'm
0: claiming that as an idea, a smoked biscuit on the Big Green Egg. I'm sure it could be done. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Because at the end of the day, the Big Green Egg is just a large oven yeah. with with you know ceramic sides to hold all the heat in.
1: That is a fantastic idea.
0: And get a little smoke on that. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? I've done. See, you've got you the put, Blackstone. So you Art's put got ch- the pizza oven. So we you, need put, to do a- you put cheddar cheese in that biscuit dough, so you've got a smoked cheddar biscuit. Wow. Yeah, oh, I did. Jade. We're that, talking
1: we're doing this at lunchtime
0: as yeah, usual, that's which right. is we haven't done might done get them. me hungry. Yeah, though. that's right. All right, so we've given you some good ideas for cranking up the grill. You got Jay's Mexican street corn deconstructed, you have got my brilliant idea of doing a smoked cheddar biscuit on the grill, which you have to do and report back. And uh, you know, the 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 recommendation for the Blackstone um griddle, black top. Man, I just, that's what you're missing, Jay. So, yeah. If we could just get an art pizza, we'd be great, wouldn't we? We need a progressive dinner. Yeah, there you go. It's time for progressive lunch for us. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.